Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Exciting time to be, exciting time to, to have uh, this next season. Um, as a church, you know, we, uh, we, we started um, end of 2017 with uh, uh, a word increase. And of course, all last year we saw that. And, you know, we can look back and, and uh, there's great testimonies of increase and, and so much. And, you know, I, I know as a, uh, as a leader, um, I don't hold a lot of stock in what I feel the church should be doing. Um, but when I've got the word of the Lord, I get incredible confidence in that. Uh, w- when you know God's speaking, it's like this wind at your back. It's like there's sort of something propelling you forward a bit that's, you know, it's, it's exciting, it's unknown, right? You can't see past that, but, but something's, you know, propelling you in that area, which is, which is the Spirit of God, and, and uh, that's really exciting. And, of course, uh, you know, this year we began uh, out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21, which says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, believing God for the immeasurably more. We looked at that at the beginning of the year in three areas, my faith, our family, and his future. And there's been a strong challenge all year to be children of light, to to be believers who actually the light is shining. The light is shining bright because you know what what light does? Light dispels darkness. It can't help it. It's what it does. It's its nature. It's its whole entity is when you put light in darkness, the darkness dispels. It's as simple as that. It's the nature of God. And uh, so, you know, that propelling forward for us to become that, that light. And out of uh, Ephesians chapter 5, Paul gives us even more insight into where we're heading. And if we read from verse 8 to 17, it says here, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord, having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. There's great value in being children of light. 
because it sets you up to see the opportunities in God for your life. You can't see them if it's in darkness. You can't see anything. But when the light comes, it exposes everything and creates opportunity for the people of God to be able to grab hold of the will of God for our lives. I want to look at verse 14 to 16 uh, this morning. Let me read it again. It says, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Number one this morning, be careful. Be careful. Paul is actually setting guidelines. He's giving us a, a plan that we can action to bring this about on how we should walk in the light of Christ or walk in the favour of Christ. He tells us to be very careful. In other words, you know, don't be casual about this. You know, don't, don't be flippant with this. Don't be asleep. Don't be nodding off this morning, particularly when I'm preaching. As some of you are on occasion to do. And I tell you, you see everything up here. So if you've got a partner who loves you, a friend, they will nudge and awake, O sleeper. Very apt for this message. Don't miss out on the opportunity that God is bringing your way. You have to position yourself to seize the opportunity. You have to do that. I think it comes down to prioritising. What is most important in your life? What is most important in your life? You see, what you pay attention to grows. just does. What you focus upon grows. What you prioritise will give me an indicator on what's valuable to you. That's just the way it is. It's the same way with every person. You think about it. I mean, if, if we were all if we were all 90 years old today, if we were all sitting here, imagine you at 90. You get those apps. You see those apps now, where you can put your face on it and they show you at an older person, like 90 or something. I didn't change. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was the same. Um, <laughs> scary, isn't it? Um, and so I think I had more hair. I don't know. Just, but imagine you're 90 years of age today and you're looking back over your life as you, you do at that age because nothing else to do. <laughs> but you look back over your life and, and you think, what was, what was the best decision I ever made? And see, if you look back over your life, you'll know that there are, there are signposts, there are, there are milestones where you made significant decisions that changed the course of your life. For me, it's when I asked Jesus to come into my life. It's when I exposed my life to the light of Christ. That was significant. It's probably the most major decision of my life because my whole life changed from that point on. Totally different. I allowed that, that Christ to, to shine upon me and it always it's always motivated me, the decisions that people have made, life-changing 
decisions. You think of Joshua in the Bible, chapter 24, verse 15. He said, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Life-changing decision. A life-changing decision. And I'm seeing a shift in the church at large. You know, you watch, you know, Christian television and I got this Bible thing comes up on my Instagram and, it, you know, scriptures and quotes and just flashes up. I love it. And, and you sense what God is saying at large. And you listen to different messages and things. You read different things in a book and, and you hear words that are like awake and revival and arise and inspire. Just seem right now in this season, just seem to be jumping out at you everywhere you go. You know, Annie got a word the other day and then, you know, Pastor Dan preached that word that night and it's like they didn't know. It's just, like, it's just coming out everywhere. What is that? It's, it's the wind of God at your back. It's the Spirit of God, you know, tacking the, 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 the sailing ship into the direction it needs to take, take hold of the opportunities that God wants to present to us as a church. And I believe opportunities. I believe opportunities like miracles and healings and salvations and restorations. And the thing I like about the wind at your back is that it, it almost seems effortless. It almost seems, you know, when you're striving and striving and walking against the wind, you know, it's hard work. But you turn for home and the wind at your back and it's just so much easier. And I know you've been praying for restoration. I know you've been praying for salvation. I know you've been praying for those prodigals to come home. This is our season of opportunity. The wind at our back, the Holy Spirit on our side, the opportunity's coming. Listen, be ready for it. Be awake, be awake, so you see that opportunity. And that loved one will come and return to the fold. That's awesome. Be very careful to prioritise what is most important in this next season. Number two, be wise. Be wise. You read that passage of Scripture, pretty simple. Be very care careful then how you live, not to be unwise, but to be wise. There's only two options. Only two options. Be wise, don't be unwise. There's a smart way to do something and there's a not-so-smart way to do something. Don't learn from the not-so-smart way. Not-so-smart to to fall asleep right now and miss the opportunity that God's bringing. Smart way is to be awake, to make that decision, awake, ready to grab hold of it, what God is doing. And this comes down to positioning. Positioning is, is vital. It's vital. To be careful, we need to prioritise. But to be wise, we need to position. Position ourselves to be, you know, it pays to be in the right place at the right time. That's not luck. That's positioning. 
That's positioning. And you can be deliberate about that. If you're wise, position yourself. It's what smart people do. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Position yourself. Pastor Jeff Vines recently preached a message about balcony people and basement people. Balcony people and basement people. Balcony people are the ones that are there cheering you on. They're the ones that are cheering you on. They're the ones that are in, you know, up there cheering for you in your race. They're the ones that, that cause you to look up. They cause you to look up. Now, the basement people, however, are the ones that cause you to look down. Be wise. Get some ba- uh, balcony people in your life. Find some balcony people. Find some people that stir you, that prod you, that keep you awake, that cause you to look up, to look up and see what God is about to do. Ask yourself the question, you know, who are the balcony people in my life? Who are the balcony people? Who are those people that, you know what, after a conversation with that person, I just walk away taller? I've got a bit of a spring in my... You know, there's, I can see a bit of hope now after talking with that person. They're balcony people. That's what they do. They, they, they cause you to look up, find those people, invite them to dinner, invite them to lunch, do something. Hang with those people as much as you can in this next season. Why? Because you need to position yourself so that you're looking up for the opportunity that God brings. You with me? Because if you're looking down with the basement folk, you're going to miss it. You're not going to see it, what God wants to do. Terrible place to be. How hard is it to stay awake when everyone around you is sleeping? You're the only one awake in your group. Find another group. They won't know. They're fast asleep. You ever go and watch a movie with someone and they fall asleep? How bad is that? How bad? Because you want them to, it's a good movie. You want them to experience and appreciate the good movie. You want to do that with them. Did you see that? Did you see that? Terrible place to be. An expensive sleep. Be careful to prioritise what is most valuable to you and be wise to position yourself with people that keep you awake in an environment that is exciting, an environment that's looking up. You with me? Come on. Why? Because that light dispels darkness. You know, if it's dark, you want to sleep. Amen? what we tell our kids. Bedtime because it's dark. They want to stay up. Oh, how we change with age. (laughs) 
Position yourself with people that keep you awake so that you can, number three, be focused. Be focused. Verse 16, making the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every opportunity. Poised to pounce on every opportunity. Why? Because you're awake. You're awake. You've prioritised. This is where we're going. This is where we're heading. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will take every opportunity that God brings our way. You bet. And to do that, I've got to be ready to pounce. The word I use for that is posture. See, I really believe God brings opportunities all the time, but because we're not looking for them, we never see them. Every husband knows what I'm talking about. How many times can we look for stuff and it's not there? And then I go and say, Annie, Annie, where is that, that belt or that whatever, you know? And she goes in in five minutes and there it is. Now, I know she hides it. I know that. It's a woman thing. It's what they do. So they can shine in their moment. You know, that's not the light I'm talking about. But they do, because it wasn't there. I looked. That simple. But if God's going to bring an opportunity, I want to see it. I want to grab a hold of it. And it takes a certain posture. You, if, if you watch the sportsmen on the, on the field, you know, the guys on the field playing the game, their posture is, is set. Like they're ready for, for whatever, the ball to come, the opposition to come, whatever, they're ready, they're postured. The guys on the bench have a different posture, don't they? I mean, they're just sitting on their iPhone. You know, sort of ho-hum, whatever, slouched over. Not the guys on the field. No, they're positioned. Their posture is ready to pounce on whatever comes their way. And the next season, for us as a church, the, 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 you know, the, the revision, if you like, of, of why we're here today is to make sure that we understand that this season is upon us and we need to wake up to not be slumbering at this time, not to be complacent, not to be nodding off, but to get focused on the God opportunities for our lives. We've all prayed for them. We've all desired them. We've all wished they would happen. Then we better be awake when the opportunity comes. We've got to be ready for it. We've got to be leaning in, ready to grab a hold of it, poised to pounce. I love that. I didn't make that up. I found it somewhere. Take no credit for that. Jesus said, told us in Mark 13, 33, be on guard, be alert. You do not know when the, that time will come. And I believe the key to having life and having it to the full is to make the most out of every season. I've been doing this a while, church. I've watched the, the, the ebb and the flow of what the Spirit does in the body of Christ. I've watched it. I've watched it. I'm an old surfer. I know what that's like to be sitting there, on, waiting, sitting in a lull, waiting for the set to come, waiting for the set to come. The interesting thing about a good surfer is 
that even though there's no waves right now, he's looking for that dark shadow on the horizon because he knows the set's coming. The set's coming. And then what he'll do, when he sees the set starting to come, he'll paddle over and position himself to be in front of the other guy so that he doesn't drop in on him. But he takes the wave. He takes the opportunity. See, that's wisdom. That's wisdom. Position yourself to do that. And um, you, you have to know, you have to know how much the Father loves you. See, when we talk about opportunity, we're talking about, you know, increase, you know, and we're talking about your life getting better and better and, and you know, the will of God and all that. That's fine for most people because there's a lot that don't really believe that. They believe it'll happen for others, but not me. Who's ever thought that? You won't. Only me. It's true. Because we've been told that all our lives. And so we allow that to rob us of this opportunity. But when we know how much God really loves us, we know how much the Father's heart is towards us and wants us to increase and wants us to succeed and wants us to grow and like that city on a hill that can't be hidden. He wants you to stand out because he loves you. I'm a father. I, I would do anything for my kids. I would, if I, if I got the means and, and if I could physically do it, I'd do anything for my kids to position themselves for success. What fathers do, it's a father heart. God's no different. And you're his child. But it's no good, my kids, me planning everything for them if they don't get out of bed. Amen? I'm talking to the teenagers right now, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you can have the best intentions and you can equip them and position them, but if they're not awake to it, it's of no value. And so for you and I today and for us as Highway Church in this next season, we need to wake up and not miss this. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whether or not you're awake to receive from it, it's up to you. And I want that for you. That's the Father's heart. I don't want you to miss it. I want to hear you bragging about how good God is in your life. That's a good story. That's not arrogance. That's truth. That's truth. This is going to be such a, an exciting season, connecting with God in a way that, that brings that light into the darkness. That light into the darkness. That you are that light that dispels the darkness, not only in your world, not only personally, but everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, like a balcony person, they're looking up to you. They're looking up to see what you're looking at. Because that light's shining, that, that city's on a hill. So Father, today I pray that as we enter this season that not one of us will be robbed or cheated out of what opportunity <coughs> you have for us. Lord, it doesn't matter about our past, the opportunity that you bring ahead of us a fair game. There's no barrier to that. There's no, none, our past can't hold us back from what you've got for us. Only we can do that. 
Today, Lord, we surrender. And we thank you for the opportunity and we pride ourselves to awake, awake to what you want to do. Position ourselves to be a part of it, to be ready to pounce on every opportunity that you bring our way. So thankful that we're part of the body of Christ. We are your children. And in that, we can rise, lift our head, and honour you in all we do. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, Pastor Carter. Thank you, Pastor Byron. Well, Dan and I get the fun job today. Of course. We get to celebrate some wins right now. Church, this is the fuel for us right now. This is, if it you is. serve on team or if you're a part of Highway, this is the fuel that gets you through. And um, when we're looking at these during the week at Highway 1, if you weren't at Highway 1, you missed out. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. But um, this is just some of the wins that we've had as Highway this year. And this is only half of it, really, because we've got another half to go. And this is definitely not everything that, that have been the wins, but this is just some of them. Hey? It's a glimpse of it. Yeah. So uh, don't save your applause till the end. Go crazy. Don't stay quiet. Don't stay quiet. Because this is a glimpse of what Highway's been doing. Why don't you have a look at the screen with us? Okay, Highway Brave, that's our women's ministry. They had 20 salvations at their last Brave event. So good. Come on. That's pretty cool. 20 at one event. That's so cool. That is so cool. We have water baptized 40 people this year already. 40 people. That's something we're celebrating, church. Our Highway Kids facility is underway, all right? So let let me give you a... I'll give you a quick update on that. Um, it's more than underway. We've been, it is. Like, we've done a lot of things that you might not notice yet, but stay tuned because the next couple of weeks, it's going to get the finishing touches and it's going to be really noticeable. So the red and the blue room, they're the two big ones. We've re-roofed them. So we've pulled the old roof off, re-roofed them. We've also completely gutted the rooms, uh, rewired them, re-jip-rocked them, and they're sort of just finishing off final painting touches now. Um, and the green room, that's the little one at the back, is being completely gutted as well. It's chip rocked now. The plaster's just getting finished off and that. Um, as you may have seen as you come up the car park there, the walkway between church and kids, that started to all get covered. That's going to be all covered. And then also in the coming weeks, in between all the buildings, the roofs will get uh, put in between all the buildings. Uh, so there'll be no more need to get wet when it's raining. No more and, excuses um, not And then we're going to paint all the outside. We've got landscaping happening. We've got some really cool things. So thanks to all those that uh, donated to that. We received that giving end of last year. And with the Gilston, it sort of took us a little bit longer than we wanted to because we wanted to be wise and use the money where it needed it. So thank you for that. It's underway. And uh, yeah, you can celebrate that. Here's something cool. Who knows that a praying church is a powerful church? Yeah. 66 people have regularly attended the last prayer course that was held here. 66 people on a, on a regular basis were attending that. And That's really cool. That, which is really cool. Our Highway College this year has had a great year. So far, we've had 21 students engaged. Brilliant. So some of those full-time, some of those part-time or unique courses. This is cool, Dan. This is cool. Um, got your back, have created and supplied. Are you ready for this, church? 744 backpacks and 144 baby bags today, for the Department of today. Child Services on the Gold Coast. That is really cool. Like, 
That is phenomenal. You've got to understand, this is Joe Noonan, our legendary reach coordinator with a handful of volunteers. Do you know how many car loads that is? Do you know how many shopping <laughs> trips that is? Do you know how much generosity of you guys, of our church that is? Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you for all that. I really like this one. The Highway Breakfast Cafe, if you are unaware, that runs here every Friday morning during the school term. Um, the food is great, the by the way. The food is great. So far, this is just since February this year. Since school started this year, they have served 2,068 breakfasts to our community. That's Woo! pretty cool. 2,068 breakfasts. That's a lot of hollandaise sauce, church. That's a lot of hollandaise sauce right there. <laughs> Um, and obviously, as we were talking about at the beginning, at the end of last year, we put to the church the Gilston building. Yeah. And uh, today, we're meeting in that building. We're occupying that space. Awesome. And uh, it's reaching people for Christ. And it is. It, that's a miracle right there. And uh, um, I know majority of us, you know, come here to Ormo, but Gilston is actually going fantastic. We were down there last night because we had a young adults event down there. And there was a couple, two uh, new people that I'd never seen before, never known before, and they were brand new Christians from the Gilston location, it plugged in, oh, and David and Claire are doing a phenomenal job down there. So what we've sown is, uh, is physical, but in the supernatural, great things are happening as Amen. well. So that's really cool. Amen. That's really cool. What else have we got? So at Highway Youth, we have one event every term that's called Hilltops, about being a light on a hill, a city that can't be hidden, and we uh, deliberately... To position ourselves for salvations on those nights, and we've had 115 first first time salvations at Hilltop Hilltop to date. 115. Cool. 115. That is really cool. That's great. If you see a youth team member, give them a hug. Yep. For me, I've <laughs> had 28 people complete the essentials course, so which is great. So that's a course like a foundations course or a new Christians course. So 28 young people. That's high school students. have completed that. Yeah, on a Sunday afternoon there. Over 270 people attended Hilltop Term 2, which is really cool to pack That's this really place cool. out with young people and show them what church is about. <laughs> this this is a cool stat. Yeah. Uh, so our youth team run two breakfasts every week, one at Narang High and one at Ormo Woods State High. And so far this year alone, they've gone through 420 kilos of pancake mix funded Dry by you guys. Mix. That's a lot of powder. And that's about 10,000 pancakes, they tell me. At those two schools on a weekly basis, so that's pretty 10, cool. Uh, Ten thousand pancakes, not at all. Yeah, overall, um, if, but the team are doing a really good job, and they're really good at pancake making. <laughs> so that's going to be handy later on. Uh, we are now officially one youth ministry in two locations, which is cool. This is really cool. Started our youth ministry at Gilston, which is going really, really well. That's great, and uh, this is cool as well. So they started off uh, running a bus service. A lot of the young people that come to youth don't have transport. So they started off with the 12-seater bus that they're sort of running from um, like Beanley, sort of yep. Windaroo sort of area. And um, one 12-seater a weekly. Now they're running two 25-seaters from the same sort of areas and uh, at capacity on a regular basis. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's um, cool. But that's only a glimpse. Mm. That's three or four minutes of what Highway is doing. And we... we um, Dan said he alluded to this, but on Tuesday night, we had our Highway 1 here. That was our night for anyone on team or serves in our department. It was kind of really the hub of Highway, and it was a really cool night, and we launched a few cultural sayings, and one of them was, in particular, was, we are the church. Hey, Dan. Yeah, it's we are the church. It's all about us 
taking on that, that role, not just saying the church should do this, the church should do that, but saying, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be a part of what the church is. It's not a place, it's the people. Totally. Yeah. And um, the funniest part, well, one of the funniest parts of the whole night was the reaction on Matty Smith's <laughs> face It was uh, to what Pastor Christiane, his wife, said. Um, we were presenting these, and as a form of illustration, we had scripted people to heckle us while, <laughs> while Dan and I were on stage here. And um, so she had a microphone. We don't and... recommend anyone doing that. <laughs> no, please don't do it. Please. <laughs> only, when, only when Dan's when preaching, Caleb that's okay. Speaks, but um, be fun. And she's right here on the front row, and we're talking about, you know, we are the church and blah, 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 like this sort of stuff. And Christian's like, excuse me, I don't know if you know who I am. <laughs> and Maddie Smith was like, you know, Matt is like the genuineness, most kindest, loving person I know. True. Like, honestly, and his True. face was like, like, what Mortified. have I married? Like, Mortified. I thought I knew you. And, <laughs> um, and K, Pastor K.A. is like, you know what the church needs to be doing? The church needs to be looking after single parent families and the church needs to be feeding more kids in India and the church needs yeah. to be giving more money to this and the church needs to be doing that. And what was our response, Dan? We are the church, which is cool. We are the church. It's a mandate for us. So this is a glimpse of what our church is doing, but really it's a glimpse of what individuals with like-minded faith that are coming together in a community are what we are doing because we are the church. So I encourage you with this statement. You're the church. And God's coming back for his church. He's not coming back for a building yep. or highway alone, but we yep. are the church. And I think we need a fresh revelation that we are the church and we get to play our part. Our goal in life is that we would identify our creator and the gifts and the talents that he's placed in us. And then in return, God, how can I use these to better our world? That, that is the role of the church. The, church. the world should be better because we are the church. Yep. And we're here yeah. on this earth. So yeah. I want to encourage you. We've got opportunities. One of the ways that you can do that is serve at Highway, isn't it, Dan? Exactly. Those uh, miracles that we just seen up the screen, the uh, praise reports, they don't happen unless people jump in and say, I want to serve in the area that I'm passionate about. I yep. want to serve not just to fill a roster, but to fill a mandate that God's giving me to be a part of this family, to be a part of this house, and to, to build something of worth today. And so if you serve on a roster... You're a part of these things. Even totally. if you're not on that team, you're still a part of the church. And as a part of the church, we come together and we get to celebrate the victories together as one, which is really cool. And there's a few key areas um, that we need more volunteers in. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. They are Highway Breakfast Cafe on a Friday. Those 2,000 breakfasts don't make themselves. <laughs> um, so if you're free on Friday mornings, we would love to have you. We can supply all the training, all the resource that you need. Friday mornings is a big need in our church. The other ones are our Sunday night teams. Our service team on a Sunday night and our kids team on a Sunday night in particular yeah. need you. Yep. They need more people. And uh, also around here, our cleaning and maintenance team could really do with a few guys. If you've got time during the week or on a weekend, we would love to recruit you for that. Exactly. And we want to place you where you're passionate about. Maybe you don't have, you can't commit to a roster. We have, we have a utility role that you can be a part of. And uh, maybe you can check the batteries in the, in the mic and, and that sort of thing. That'd be fun too. Um, but you have a utility role. Whatever you need to do, come see us at the back on the right-hand side in the Connections Lounge and we'll, we'll let you know uh, the best place you can serve and see where you fit. Absolutely.
Um, it was just Dan that they didn't like him it talking too much. Um, Maybe I am talking too much. But why don't we stand right now? We're just going to worship for a moment, and then we're going to invite Pastor Ann to come and to share the real God word and the now vision to coincide with what Pastor Byron's been talking about. Why don't you lead us, Lana? Thank you. Praise you, Lord. You know, there's a song. There's a song that's rising up. And you'll only hear it in one place on the earth. And that's in the body of Christ. The body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, his own body. God is beginning to speak to us. And he's saying over his church on the earth today, wake up. Wake up, O sleeper. He doesn't say it anywhere else. He says it to his own body. And you'll hear, you would have heard this morning, even through Byron's word, and you'll hear it in other places, and we're starting to move down this road now. This is not just a Sunday experience. This is a prophetic word that God has given to us. And he's spoken to us about being awake and arising from our sleep coming out of our slumber, coming out of our sleepiness and let the glory of God come upon his own body. Ephesians 5.14 tells us exactly that. Awake, O sleeper. Arise out of your sleep. Come out from your dead places so that the Spirit of Christ can come upon his body. And tonight I'm going to speak more into that. If you come tonight, you'll hear this word. It's not a sermon. It's a prophetic word that God has given to us. And we're carrying a prophetic word, and it's very hard to itemize it and sermonize it and give it in three, three bullet points. It's very difficult to do that because you're carrying a word from the Lord. And God has spoken to us as his church, awake and arise. For quite some time, I've just been meeting with God, and I'll talk to you about that tonight. And as I've been meeting with God, whenever that happens, something happens within you. The person that has an appointment with God, something in your life will change. And as that's been happening, the Lord began to speak to me out of the book of Ephesians, and I'll share some thoughts with that tonight and in just Five o'clock tonight, if you don't generally come, I encourage you to come because this is for the body. This is not just for highway, this is for the body of Christ. And God began to awaken something within me and then throughout this whole time period, I was given an opportunity, one that I count as intense privilege to come and speak at a church. The, sadly, the senior pastor had died and this church was hurting this church is in pain. This church is in loss. And not only had they lost their senior minister, but they'd lost their brother and their friend. And this place was, they, they were hurting from the inside out. It affected their, their church severely. And I was given that enormous privilege to come and speak into where they were and where they were going as a, as a church. And who knows at times... Even the Bible tells us that the gates of hell will come against the church, but the gates of hell will not prevail. And so God always has a word for you. He always has a word that pertains to your future. 
And I, I was given a certain amount of time to speak. And whenever I'm asked to speak, I will watch that clock because I will honour the time I've been given. If I've been given 30 minutes, I'll take 30 minutes. And I had about two minutes to spare. And they said to me, would you please pray for the sick and do a healing line? And I realised I can't do that in two minutes. And, but they said, take the time that you need. And so... People were called out for healing. Those that had faith to receive from the Lord, step out of your seats and come to the altar, and that's what they did. From that side to that side, there was this massive altar line for people to have hands laid upon them, for their bodies to be made whole and well. And I realized we're going to go way over time, and so I started to make my way down the line, and I prayed for people, and people are received, and Some people could sense the presence of God and others were ministered to. And I got to about here, right in the central part of that that altar line there. And there's a woman standing in front of me, a middle-aged lady. And I asked her her name. She told me her name. And she was in such deep distress. She was crying. She was very, very, very upset. And I said, how can I help you? How can I pray for you? And she said, my husband right now. He's in the hospital and he's in a coma. And they were keeping him alive and he's obviously got tubes and wires. As that's what they've got to do in a hospital room like that. And I asked her her husband's name and she said his name is Kevin. And I don't know whether you've ever had an experience like this. I, I occasionally do. It doesn't happen a lot, but from time to time, something of the Spirit of God grabs you. And the Spirit of God came on me and I could feel his voice rising up within me. And next minute I hear my own voice under the anointing of God and I said this. I said, wake up, Kevin. Kevin, wake up. Arise, O sleeper. Kevin, wake. And then I hugged the lady and I moved on to the next person to be prayed for. And I still had this side of the room to pray for and I didn't even make it to the end of the line. So this is now about 30, 35 minutes later. And a woman comes running from the foyer of the church down to where I was. And she said, the hospital has just rung. Kevin has woken up. He's woken up. He's woken up out of his coma. And now the doctor's are preparing to take the wires and the tubes out of him. Kevin has woken up from his coma. And so the place, as you can imagine, it has erupted. I mean, there is applause that is deafening. There were shouts of praise. There was a celebration in the room. Their friend, their brother, Kevin, had woken from his sleep. And they said to me later, they said, in a church that's in sadness and loss and grief, you got no idea what this has done for us, that our brother is now awake. And I celebrated with them and I gave all the praise to the Lord, but that's only the beginning of the story. And what happened as a result of that and other things God had been speaking to me about for some time prior to that The Lord said to me, I'm about to wake up my body. This is not just about one man waking up. This is about my body being awake out of their sleep. 
And he said, I'm waking up my church and I'm waking up my body for the body of Christ to know who the body of Christ is. And tonight we're going to speak about that. This is a word for the body of Christ. And highway might be your place on a Sunday to come and worship and gather together with other believers or serve on a team. But we are the body of Christ. And so tonight we're going to pray and we're going to prophesy and we're going to speak into that and we're going to release the anointing of God tonight over the body of Christ. And that belongs to you and me. And the spillover effect goes beyond these walls because we're carrying the word from the Lord. But right now in the next few minutes we have together, What we're going to do as the body of Christ does, the body of Christ sings, the body of Christ declares, the body of Christ releases a prophetic word. What do you need to sing faith over right now? What do you need to sing hallelujah over right now? What do you need to focus on right now? Because the body focuses on the head and that is Christ. And I love what Byron said this morning, balcony or basement? And when you're in the basement, you're asleep. But when you're in the balcony, you're looking at Christ. And we're going to spend the next two minutes just singing, declaring, prophesying. We're raising a hallelujah because the body of Christ is alive. Amen. Come on, let's sing like the body does. Thank you, Lana and team. If you are part of that church that is fully alive and fully awakened, And I tell you what, we can shout and praise the King of Kings much louder than that. Come on, church. Let's give the King all the praise he deserves this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 God, we praise you. Lord, we carry this word. We're carrying your word about awake and arise, O sleeper. And we ask you, Lord, that not by our might, not by our power, but by your spirit, says the Lord, awaken the body of Christ. Awake us up, Lord, out of our sleep, out of our slumber, out of our ashes, out of our graves, out of our deadness, Lord, I pray. And God, we will give you all the praise. Let there be such a move of God beyond our church walls here. We thank you, Lord. And every believer said... Amen. Give him praise this morning, church.